into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. Happy game day, everyone. The day has arrived for BYU fans to don their favorite royal blue attire, start firing up the barbecues and gargling salt water so they can sing the fight song at the top of their lungs. In reality, it's Christmas morning for BYU fans. You've waited one whole year for this day, and you can finally watch your favorite team in person. We got a packed one-hour show with former BYU quarterback and radio color commentator Riley Nelson joining us to chat about how he's been preparing for Game 1 versus the Arizona Wildcats. Then super fan Michelle Shane, the winner of the BYU Sports Nation Las Vegas giveaway, hops on to talk about her reaction to winning a trip to tonight's game. But first, the man who knows the BYU fight song like the back of his hand, Ben Bagley. Ben, Ben, give me the first line of the fight song. Let's uh, hear rise and shout, the Cougars out. Is that right? No, no, no. I, I want to hear. I want to hear you sing it. I know we. I, that's a one-time <laughs> only thing. I don't sing, Lauren. <laughs> only Christmas carols. I, you've, you've actually sung on this show. I'm pretty sure. Well, I last know. Week you it was like something. I said. That was a one-time only thing. <laughs> oh well, I thought I'd try again. It was a good shot, uh, Ben. Tonight, BOU faces off against Arizona at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, the home of the Raiders, as you know. And I'm sending good vibes to that stadium, Ben, for, of course, BOU players, coaches, and fans, but also for you. So a team you're rooting for can, can start off with a win at that stadium. There will be, te- be a lot of teams that win in that stadium. Unfortunately, the silver and black, well, <laughs> just by odds, they'll be able to win a few games in there. So let's go. <laughs> All right. If, for those listening, if you don't know that, that uh, Ben is a huge Raiders fan, Get that on your radar now because we talk about it a lot. All right. I, I want to chat a little bit about neutral site games, Ben. Are are they truly neutral? So tonight's game against Arizona and Vegas, I believe, is truly a neutral site game. It's almost perfectly in the middle of the two schools. Five-hour drive for BYU fans, six-hour drive for Arizona fans. And that's fun. That's perfect. There's an equal opportunity for both schools' fans to attend the game, which actually makes the site neutral. Now, when BYU played LSU at the Superdome in New Orleans, super cool, not neutral. And yet it was considered a neutral site game. When BYU played Arizona in the 2016 season opener, it was a State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, super cool, not neutral. And there are a lot of examples like that. So, Ben, do you think it matters that some of these not-so-neutral game sites are considered neutral well, site games? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zig where you're zagging here, Lauren, because... <laughs> I, you're right. I think I think the game at the Superdome was not a neutral site game because if, if you're familiar with football in the South, the, the, the LSU fans, by the way, they started tailgating for the uh, the game at the Rose Bowl against UCLA this week. Last week, they were they were tailgating <laughs> before it. the UCLA game last week. That's that's football in the South. But look, the Arizona game in 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 Scottsdale, that was a home game for BYU. Like, like yeah. it wasn't neutral. The the fan base for BYU is ridiculous. And Las Vegas, for crying out loud, we used to joke all the time and continue to do so. Sam Boyd Stadium down there is Lavelle Edwards Stadium South. And Cougar fans, <laughs> if you look into the ticket sales, it is predominantly BYU fans. I expect a huge royal following tonight in the stands at, a, at a late Allegiant Stadium. And to the point where I, it was comical earlier this week when the Pac-12 commissioner, George Klyovkov, came out and said... 
Oh, look at all these ticket sales. What a great showing by our No, they were all BYU fans. <laughs> says says I, I'd love to take credit for a lot of things that I may have had a small part in, but really no part at all. I, I don't know, but like like raising my kids maybe, I don't know, but just like you can't do that. You just look comical because you're going to turn on ESPN. There's going to be a lot of royal blue. The Cougar fans are going to be loud. It's going to be ridiculous. I know. I know that there's a lot of Cougar fans that bought up Arizona's allotment. Uh, I don't know how many Arizona fans are going to be, but there's not going to be many. Besides, they stink. They don't have anybody that wants to go watch that. Oh my gosh! So many things I want to dissect for that. Um, the <laughs> don't, fact that don't you said too deep. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that you said you didn't have a hand in raising your own children. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of things I want to get. I'm giving credit to my wife, who's an amazing human being. Oh, I love it so much. I love it. No, but you are absolutely right about BYU fans. You're there everywhere. Honestly, I think it's all part of the the independent experience for BYU. I think the opportunity for these guys to play in NFL stadiums as college students far outweighs any discrepancies and whether it's neutral or not. And like you said, BYU fans are everywhere. So I think BYU is like... Sure, we'll we'll play you in the NFL stadium that's in your backyard because we're probably going to have just as many fans as you, if not more. Seriously, I it, think in all these neutral side games, Lauren, I think the Superdome was one of those instances, one of the few instances where BYU wouldn't have like a home field advantage as far as fan base goes because LSU fans aren't going to let Cougar fans come in and buy out their buy out their backyard. Well, hence the score. I believe it was twenty-seven to zero. That's there, yeah, yeah. Let's not well, talk well, about not crossing yeah, the fifty-yard line. Times. <laughs> oh, that was her. Let's uh, hope for better things tonight. So, Ben, think of yourself. If you were a high school kid, which you have been before, I believe, uh, Once, being, a recruited, long time ago. <laughs> being recruited by a bunch of schools, how much of an impact would it have on your decision if you were told you'd be playing in at least one NFL stadium per year if you signed with BYU? In all honesty, it'd probably have more impact than it should. Um, yeah. As a high school kid, you get enamored with shiny things and the NFL stadiums, especially me as a Raider fan. Oh, you're going to go play? Because uh, I think BYU, by the way, will end up playing maybe every other year in Las Vegas. Maybe maybe even, I, I don't know how often, but quite often. Uh, and and like I'm like, oh, are you going to go play in the same field that the Raiders are going to play? Yeah, sign me mm-hmm. up, please. I uh, Now that said, I don't know how much of a big deal it should be. I mean... It is. It's a shiny thing, and shiny things are cool, but how much value does it actually have? I think you're going to get the same college experience, whether you're playing at Lavelle Edwards Stadium or you're playing at Allegiant or Sun Devil, or not Sun Devil anymore, excuse me. What is the stadium down there called? State Farm? Whatever? Yep, State Farm. Arizona yep. Cardinal Stadium. I, yeah, sorry, they're not paying me. Why am I giving sponsorships out? They change like every <laughs> so few many years. So yeah. you never know what they're called. Anyway, keep going. No, I just think that there's probably it probably has to take, has, carries more weight than it should. Yeah, I, I I sort of agree with you, but I think if you put yourself in the shoes of like say a 16, 17 year old kid who's being recruited, all they care about is shiny things. Oh, that yeah, point, I made a know, lot. Like I made a lot of decisions I regret at that age. If, absolutely. And I, so I think that's, it's a huge recruiting tool for BYU. They, I mean, they like new shoes. They, they're like, we'll give you swag. We'll give you NFL stadiums. And those are the things that are going to appeal to these 16, 17 year old, 18 year old kids. But even beyond that, I think even as a grown adult, I, it would very much appeal to me to be playing in these huge stadiums. I think 
especially for these college students who their entire goal is to make it to the NFL and to hear they get a step foot in, in one of those stadiums before actually making to the NFL is so cool. I, I, I don't know if it matters what age you are, um, but I, I just think that's a really cool thing. I don't know. What do you think? I think you're exactly right on that part of it because it's the experience that, that's kind of cool. I remember we played a game in high school at Romney Stadium in Logan, and we got to be in the Utah State locker room, the same locker room they use. And to me, as a high school kid growing up, that was cool. I got to sit mm-hmm. at Jermaine Youngblood's locker because that was right now. I was like, that was awesome. This guy, like, I watched him play. <laughs> That's cool. Same thing here for the college kids getting a chance to the NFL experience. But like I said, it's an experience. You can get the same experience by playing at home. I mean, it's more about who's seeing you and what TV station you're on and are NFL scouts coming to see you. That's the stuff you should probably be weighing more than where you're playing. But you think about well, that story you just mentioned of you in high school, and and that's one of the things you remember most. That story sticks out to you. Oh, absolutely. And so I, I don't know about having the same college experience. I, absolutely. Are you going to have like? Is are you going to play better because you're in an NFL stadium? No. But I think it's just one of those experiences you look back on and you're never going to forget. And probably, especially for most of these guys who are not going to the NFL, you know, who will never play at the next level, that's something they're going to look back on and say, that was one of the coolest moments of my college career. And and we're going to be talking to Riley Nielsen a little bit later, and I'm going to ask him about that because he played uh, in 2011 against TCU in Cowboys Stadium, I believe. So so we'll hear from an actual player if how much weight that has on recruiting and just his overall college experience. But, but Ben, BYU has fared pretty well at NFL stadiums in the Independence era. They're about split, I think, 50-50. I asked fans on Twitter what their favorite neutral site game BYU has played in, and do you know what the answer was? Cowboy Stadium. Yes, which game? Can you think of the game? The Oklahoma game. <laughs> That's right. Every single fan said that Oklahoma game in 2009 in Cowboy Stadium in Arlington, Texas. So Oklahoma had just been in the national title game the year before. Is that right, Ben? Yeah, I believe I think, so. I, I, yeah, you, and, you had and a Heisman s- Trophy candidate in the yes, backfield Sam for Oklahoma, at least for half the game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, I know. And BYU comes away. They dominated the second half of that game, and they knew it. And, and it was, oh, a, oh, it was yeah. a great turn for that season for BYU and a it terrible just, was, turn for Oklahoma. Yes, it was the season opener, obviously, for both teams. Sam Brad- Bradford was the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Sooners were a favorite to win the national title game that year because they had they were the runner-ups the year before. But the Cougars had had other plans, Ben. Uh, Sam Branford sprained his throwing shoulder at the end of the first quarter, so he didn't even make it through a full first quarter. And then BYU just didn't back off, and it was when Max Hall was quarterback. He led BYU to the 14-13 win, crushing Oklahoma's hopes of a national title in the first game of the season. It really, you think about that really does sound like a movie. And I feel like ever since then, BYU's fans, whether they like it or not, their hopes are super high that it's going to be something like that. But I mean, but it's not going to be because Oklahoma was, I think they ranked like third in the country or something coming into that season. So I don't know. Pretty crazy. Did you, so I know you were, you were more of an Aggies fan back then in 2009 do you did you watch that game i did watch it i did the uh pre-half and post-game show for the radio station i was working at and i I did and i'm trying to remember who it was i got to i got to interview one of the linebackers i can't remember who it was 
on the field after the game, uh, live from Cowboy Stadium. That was it was kind of fun as they hear the emotion and the voices, what the win meant to them. I remember I remember that night very distinctly. Do you, is there a game that's been in NFL Stadium, whether BYU or not, that has stood out to you in your in your memories? Uh, well, yes, um, but I don't know that we should talk about it on this program because it's Cougar Tailgate. I mean, <laughs> no, I was no, hit us with it. Come on, I, I was I was at the Superdome for uh, Utah Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, and oh. and that was an amazing that was an amazing experience just to be there and be part of that. Uh, I covered that team that whole year, so I, I saw all their games through the through that season. And watching the disappointment of Alabama fans was a wonderful, wonderful experience. That it actually is. I, obviously, it's on a slightly different level than the BYU Oklahoma game because these guys went undefeated. They were the only thirteen and zero team in the entire country and beat Alabama of all teams. But yeah, I, you got to give props to the the team up north in that year. Uh, they were. They were absolutely incredible. My brother-in-law, we've talked about this before, yep. he was the tight end on that team, Colt Sampson. So I, I do. I have a little love. I may or may not. I shouldn't admit this. I may or may not have worn some red that year. But how many of our listeners have love for that? So let's change the topic. Hurry. <laughs> I want to know who out there doesn't have something you know like that in their past, rooting for the, the wrong team. But when it comes to family, I don't know, Ben, where do you draw the line when it's family versus your team? <laughs> you I cheer you for the person, do. not the team. Exactly. All right. Coming up, former BYU quarterback Riley Nelson joins me to talk NFL stadiums and more. Plus, Ben Bagley ain't going nowhere. We're talking more football here on Cougar Tailgate. Don't go anywhere. Listening to Cougar Tailgate, I'm your host, Lauren McLean. Joining me is producer and voice of BYU Sports Nation, Ben Bagley. We've been discussing neutral sites and NFL stadiums, but one thing we haven't discussed yet is the fact that there was an entire season without fans in the stadium, and now fans are allowed back in full capacity. So we talked so much last season about the impact of not having fans in the stadiums, uh, but obviously, BYU fared pretty well without fans in the stadium. So, Ben, how do you think having a full stadium tonight will affect BYU after thriving? They really did in an environment with no fans. I can't believe that it's going to have a negative effect. Uh, it's it's so cool to see fans back in. The, and, and, and here's the thing, Lauren, and I think I, I don't know how you feel about this. Like I'm watching all these events. I watched uh, BYU volleyball the other night against Weber State. I uh, watched one of the soccer games, watching some of the football games uh, pr- pr- that's gone on last weekend and this weekend already. And it's so good to see fans in the stands and the fans going crazy and hearing the roars of the crowd. Cause you, it was weird last year not hearing that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm just like, should we be doing this yet? And like, like, yeah, I'm enjoying yes. it. I'm loving the fact of normality coming back a little bit, but I'm also like, wait, isn't the, we're still kind of, ah, well, do I, you, should you I feel I, a little guilty. Should about I it. feel good about this? Because I kind of do. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I'm with you. I really do. I have those exact same emotions, but I don't know. It's just, it's what sports is about, you know, and fans are a part of the game. Whether they affect your team negatively or positively, it's part of it. And I think it makes fans feel like they can have an impact and are a part of the team in a way. 
And Ben, we've talked about this, but I wonder if that's one of the reasons we get so invested as fans and become a little crazy is because when, especially in these home games, you you really can, as a fan, have an impact on what happens in the game. It's it's amazing. I, I love, like, like I, we've talked about this before on the show, so this isn't a surprise. I'm not a huge fan. I love sports, but like my fandom for certain teams or a team, it's not that passion. It's not that great. I play a fan on radio sometimes, but I, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm, but to go to a game and to hear the roar of a crowd after a big play or a big moment is one of my favorite things in the world because I just kind of sit there and I take it all in. And I can't imagine what it's like as a player. As a player, I never got that experience because I played in a bad t- for a bad team. Um, and, oh. Yeah, and I threw javelin. <laughs> and, and yeah, so no, nobody's out there cheering, nice chuck, dude. Oh! No, 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 that doesn't happen. 60,000 <laughs> fans watching you throw the <sighs> No, no, that doesn't happen. But to be, to be on the field when one of those moments happen and just to feel the energy of a stadium or an arena is some of, the, I mean, some of my favorite experiences in sports. It gives me, it really does give me chills to even think about it. It is so, so cool. It's cool to be on the field as a media member, being able to to listen to that. And it's amazing to be one of the fans, you know, in the stadium and, and cheering with your, your fellow members, you know, your fellow fans. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. So I, I don't know. I One thing that was cool, had to be cool for these fans last year that when they scored a touchdown or did something well, they could probably hear their families, <laughs> which because their families were like the only ones that were allowed in the stadium was, I guess, just some of the games. So that had to have been kind of cool. But I think if there's a negative side to fans returning to the games in person, it might be that we have to watch all the weird things that fans do when they don't know they're on TV. No, that's the best part. That's, that's, I, that's, like, that's like, is it a negative or a positive? Because I sometimes love. I just sit there and I'm like, no. No, no, no. What are they doing? You love it, though? I love it. I I love watching fans be fans. And whether they know they're on TV or not, they all are doing some fun and funky things. And I just, it entertains me. I'm sorry. It's things you would never do otherwise. You know, it's just, it's just the things you, they dress up as, the, the dance moves that are absolutely horrendous. They try and do from their seat. It's it's great. Uh, my brother, he's going to hate me for saying this. He claims this did not happen, but we talked about the TCU game earlier uh, in Cowboy Stadium. My brother went to it, and he got caught on national TV picking his nose. They, it, you know, <laughs> they sometimes will, they'll zoom in, like going in or out of a break uh, to a fan's face. And it was my brother, and he's like, I, I wasn't picking. I was just scratching the side of my nose. No, 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 no. The inside he was of my nose. His nose. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely the inside of his nose. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it is it is fun to watch. Um, maybe one of the negative things for fans, <laughs> for the fans themselves, if they don't want to be caught doing something stupid on TV. Yeah, but it, it, without that, you don't get things like Surrender Cobra or other things like that that just become <laughs> viral and memes and, and live forever. Or lady in the Stands knitting or whatever. There's all these great <laughs> memes out there that come from just these moments where camera guys just catch brilliance in a bottle. And then these days, you can't get away with anything, nothing with social media. Like, you can become a meme in 10 seconds if you do something you regret on TV. But it is. It is what makes it fun. I, Ben, as a sideline reporter, this is how far it goes. I was in the back 
like the background of one of the shots during a BOU football game. And I was literally, I was just scratching my nose and I went on social media that night or Twitter opened it up. Someone had tweeted a picture of me zoomed in, tweeted a picture of me with my finger by my nose saying Lauren Frankum. I was Frankum back then. Lauren Frankum picking your nose on the sideline. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So that story about your brother wasn't your brother. Oh, okay. (laughs) Let's say my brother. No, I guess we have a problem with picking our nose in the Frankum family. I don't know, but it's just one of those things you really, in, in this day and age, you can't get away with anything. Nothing. People will see it and they will tweet it. And, uh, Yep, you will become viral whether you like it or not. Uh, ben, in your position as producer of BYU Sports Nation, how does what you do change now that you don't have to have the pressure of giving fans one of their only connections to the sports and the teams they love? Because, you know, in 2020, that's people would tune into BYU Sports Nation because they were just craving something because they couldn't go to the, the games in person. So has anything changed at all now that fans are allowed to go attend in person? No. Uh, in regards to your job. No, and I think that you you just mentioned why that is. It's it's, it's that social media viral community. Um, that, that passion is shared whether there's fans in stands or no fans in stands. Uh, you, you, everybody got to, see, got, got to see the games regardless whether they were in stadium or courtesy of ESPN or BYU TV. And then they'd come to BYU Sports Nation, still come to BYU Sports Nation, and catch their reactions <laughs> and the takes and the opinions. That's never going to change. That's been the yeah. same. I, I don't know. Ever, I've been doing sports talk radio and such, such for over 20 years. That hasn't changed, and I'm not sure it ever will change. Well, uh, so, so I just want to keep focusing on your job because it really is. Ben has one of the coolest jobs, guys, as the producer of BYU, BYU Sports Nation, except having to control uh, Jeremy Spencer. And Brian and Jason, but uh, <laughs> a lot. So, been a lot has been happening over the summer as far as news, uh, NFL draft picks, conference realignment, etc. So, you guys have been busy over the summer, but sometimes you have to kind of stretch for some storylines. Um, but how does what you guys do on BYU Sports Nation change once football season starts? So, like starting tonight, you guys, whatever happens, you go into work Monday morning. How does that change what you guys do? It really changed this week because we, we get our, our, our normal cadre of in season guests such as. Trevor Maddich and the guys from AFR and the guys from the radio booth, plus some of the other national guys that I have contacts with that we bring on all the time. And so it's like all of a sudden my guest lineups, I have fewer spots open for guest lineups, uh, but topics have got to be good. And the weirdest thing about it, though, is like we're in season, right? I mean, game tonight, We've this is game week, even, even on Friday – Day before the game, game day eve, yet all this Big 12 talk, all of a sudden, we're like, do we really want to talk about Arizona or is it all about the Big 12? And and frankly, right. Big 12 kind of won the day. Well, don't you think having too much news is better than <laughs> From Yeah, I just wish the, this news would have happened in like July or June when it was slower and we were looking for news items, not game week. We want to focus on the game, but we yeah. like the Big 12 too. Go! Big 12. <laughs> Do you want that to happen? This is kind of a side note. Do you want me to yes. the Big 12? Yes, let's go. All right. We'll see what happens. Uh, you mentioned on the show before, but winning makes your job easier. It just does. So people, people obviously want to watch when the team's on a winning streak and doing well, but how do you guys keep fans engaged after a loss, Ben? Well, there's a saying I've had for a long time, Lauren, and I, I didn't coin it, so don't give me credit for it. <laughs> and, and, and when I first shared it with Spencer and Jerem, they were like shocked. They're like, "How? That, 
blasphemy. Don't say and it's like, I don't care if you win or lose, give me a story. Mm. Uh, and it's true in sports because if you lose and it's close or a spectacular loss, your fans are going to be just as passionate and, and, and ready to react and want to hear your thoughts and stuff as they would if you had a great win. Now, it's always easier to talk about a win. It's more comfortable, especially when you're a fan. But it's sometimes that close. Like, like of, look, my fandom as a Raider, I can talk about the big wins, but the one thing that will get me most fired up is the tuck rule and, and Tom Brady, and that was a loss. Mm. But it was a story, and that story lives and will live and haunt me throughout my life. <laughs> and, and, and it's the same way with BYU fans. I mean, you get the great moments and the great wins, but then it's the, oh, we've lost how many in a row to those Utes? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, those mm-hmm. type of things. That's another story, and the passion's still there. So, I, and I know fans don't want it because they want to win every game, but uh, as a producer of a show and with topics and stuff, I'm like, win or lose, just give me a story. Just, just give me something to talk about on Monday. You're probably the perfect guy for your job because you you can you do have the ability. You didn't grow up a BYU fan. I know you you're a fan of the coaches and the players. Like you you are. Hey, I'm wearing royal right now. Come on, baby. <laughs> I know. I actually Ben think you are a bigger fan than you will let on. But I think uh, I think you're the perfect guy for for your job because you're you're kind of in this neutral space and you can see the storylines. And Jeremy and Spencer, they are amazing. They are so good at what they do. But they are big fans. They are big fans of BYU. So do. And, and and I think that's people love about them, you know, like they want they want to watch other fans and to you know cry with other fans. And but do you ever have to rein those guys in? Like, hey, this let's see the bigger picture here. Do you ever have to do that? We have those conversations all the time, and that's <laughs> that. No, and, and all seriousness, and not in a bad way. Is like that's one of my favorite parts of the of the job and the show. In all seriousness, it's not the show itself; it's the conversations we have pre-show. Like, okay, here's the topic. Here's the story. How are we going to approach it? Spencer, come on. Pull it back, baby. We don't get ridiculous blue goggle here. we got to have some spaces in reality and, and kind of talk it through. I disagree with Jerem or Spencer. They disagree with me. We talk it through. We look at all sides. And then, okay, now we've got what we're going on, going on air with. I love it. I know. And it, it really is. It's so much fun to watch. It's such a great show. You do an awesome job. Ben, thank you for coming on with me. But before you go, I want you to uh, give me a prediction for tonight's game. Uh, I almost did just – that's dumb. I almost did the Mr. T. Pain. No, uh, <laughs> Rocky Three, great movie. Go see it if you haven't. Wonderful movie. Not as good as Rocky Four. Spo- oh, yes, it is. It's tons better. Rocky Four. Oh, popcorn. Blech, not great. Maybe the third. Ben? What? Well, well, this Drago? Is, this sounds like a discussion for another day. Yeah, you're. Oh. You, th- that's right up your alley. The the popcorn Rocky Four movie. No, <laughs> Ro- Rocky Rocky One Two same movie, and then Rocky Three, then Rocky Four, Rocky Five never happened, then Rocky Bobo. <laughs> All right, that's my order. That, that's a different story. Cre- Back I, to my but prediction. Creed, but Creed, I, I love the Creeds. I have to say. <laughs> The new creeds, I think, are, are very good. But uh, Rocky Four is still number one. Go ahead. Keep going. It's not. Uh, <laughs> end of story. Uh, prediction for tonight's <laughs> game. I th- Arizona's not good. And, I, you know, I keep seeing all these people. And, and granted, these are Pac-12 people. are like, oh, Arizona, they're, they're rebounding. Jed Fish has got them coming in the right direction. How do we know? They haven't played a game under Coach Fish. Like, like put it on the field first. Don't tie. Everybody looks great in shorts and helmets. 
<laughs> I, want, I need to see it first. But what I have seen is the talent that this BYU team comes back with. And, and that's always scary because I'm talking potential here and talent. Put it on the field, like I just said, with, with, with the Wildcats. But I've seen what I've been able to see with BYU. I think BYU wins tonight, and it's a double-digit win. Ooh, I like it. I hope you're right. And and I think you, you do have a point. You you don't know how good a team is going to be until they're on the field. I, I feel the same about BYU. I know it. everyone's been saying that they look really good, but that's what's so fun about the season opener is you do not know until they're on the field. So we'll see what happens. Ben, thank you so much for coming on with me. And up next, former BYU quarterback Riley Nielsen talks about being a player versus a color commentator and what he expects from tonight's game. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. Joining me now is former BYU quarterback who was with the Cougars from 2009 to 2012, passing for over 4,000 yards, and he's now the color commentator for BYU football alongside Greg Rebell. Let's welcome on Riley Nelson. Thanks for coming on, Riley. Oh, so glad to be with you. Glad football's back again. Oh my gosh. Heck yeah. It's about time. Uh, There's so much work, Riley, that goes into preparing for games as a player, as you know, studying film, practice workouts, but now as a color commentator, how have you been preparing for BYU season opener against Arizona? Yeah, I, uh, you know, it's really nice when the players in the existing program, sorry, players and coaches and staff, really everyone in the existing program are so open. They, I'm in a nice position where I don't do any outside reporting. I'm not trying to, you know, get clicks and likes on social media. So everybody kind of sees me as friendly. So I get great Mm -hmm. access. So when you ask about my preparation over the summer, been, you know, meeting with some players and talking and getting a feel for for them and and how they're viewing things. And then the coaching staff also is kind enough to, you know, spend some time with me on a couple of different occasions to talk everything from, you know, schemes and, and things like that to just overall locker room and program culture. Uh, and then, you know, once once the ball gets kicked off, we're kind of calling it live as we see it. And all mm-hmm. that serves it as context. But um, the prep has been great. It's not condensed down into, you know, the five practices leading up to the game on Saturday, which I like. It's a little bit less hectic, but it's more kind of done generally over the summer. And it's gone really well leading up to this year. And well, now we know your secret. You you really are very good at what you do. By the way, you're you're so much fun to listen to. Uh, and you have to be alongside Greg Rebell, who has the mind of I don't even know how to describe his mind. He remembers everything. What what's it like uh, being a broadcaster alongside Greg Rebell, who who seriously can spout statistics like it's nothing? Yeah, it's great. I mean, you're just kind of along for the ride. He can carry you there. You know, if ever you have a headache or you're just not feeling good and, and you're not jumping in as much, it's all right because Greg could take it. Greg could take it solo, but he has been a <laughs> tremendous partner. I love broadcasting with him. I think he and I have were, and I'm excited. We've been doing it two years now. I'm excited to see year three as we continue to just increase our chemistry, chemistry and play off one another's rhythm. Uh, but to your point about Greg's, my, there's so much in there and so much that's ready to come out. It's a good thing I'm not bashful. Um, because that that guy could fill a lifetime of broadcasts with stuff that he's forgot, right? So it's been great working with him. You're like Greg. Let me talk, please. Can I can I say something? 
Um, as, as broadcasters, what we do is for the fans so they can enjoy the game through us, right? So what are some of the things you do to get fans engaged in your radio broadcast? What do you try to do? Well, it's, it starts in the, uh, you know, pregame. I try and provide in the segment that I do with Jason Shepard in the Cougar pregame show, I try and provide in uh, the QB read segment interesting tidbits that they're probably that they're not getting from, you know, whether it's the ESPN pregame show Mm -hmm. or from like the bio that you, you know, the blurb that you're going to read in the desert news or or on KSL or whatever. Right. So I try and provide a little bit of a player's perspective, a window into a player's mind, even though, you know, it's been a decade. That's why it was so important for me to meet with current players is because I trust we're all getting old and I'm, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to try and deny that fact. So I try and stay current. And I try and bring the fans a unique perspective inside the locker room or under the helmet. Uh, and then refer, you know, subtly draw back to that over the course of an in-game broadcast so that fans can see. So like I've mentioned, just bringing the fans into the game, I really try and give them that the, the threads, if a football game is a tapestry, I try and show them the individual threads that make up the, t- the tapestry. And then hopefully their in-game listening experience becomes that much more rich and entertaining. And and as a former player, what's it like being behind the mic calling games for the team you used to play for? You you mentioned it's been a decade since you played, which is absolutely crazy because that seems like yesterday to me, um, which which uh, probably shows you my age as well. Uh, but does, does it make you want to suit up again, or are you glad to be on the other side of it now? Oh, I'm, I'm one of the crazy ones that I'd always, if, if somehow they find one extra game of eligibility, I'd definitely sign up. Now I wouldn't be good enough to merit being on the field, but, but you know, I, I absolutely love the game of football and I'm, I'll be honest. I'm a little bit jealous of basketball players or guys who are golfers or tennis because they can play their game at a competitive level, at least somewhat throughout the rest of their life. Right. Football, nobody wants nobody wants to strap it up in their mid-30s or 40s and, and go out and, and play the game as you played it when you were, you know, actually in college. Um, so even though I'm crazy enough that, yes, given the opportunity, I would, I realize those days are behind. And it's just great to see how the players that come after you are continuing to build on what everybody wants to, like, it, yes, there's legacy and yes, there's the all-time greats and there's the guys who have statues built for them, right? But for mm-hmm. for there's a handful of those guys and then there's the thousands of the rest of us. And really, all you can really hope for is that the brick that you placed, right, in the foundation of the program is strong enough to be built upon as guys build it up higher and bigger and better uh, mm-hmm. than it was while you were there. So you're, you're filled with a sense of pride watching these guys, you know, watching a guy like Zach Wilson, um, you know, and to be like, man, I'm so he that position at BYU. I mean, it was already super elevated with Ty and Jim and Giff and Steve and all those guys, right? And then mm-hmm. to see Zach do it, he and John and Max and right, Steve, Steve Sarkeesian, there's all these, right? And to, to be part of that, and then to see Zach Wilson take it even higher than even some of those old legends took it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is it, to be to be part of that fraternity is really that something special. I'll tell you one thing though. I'm very uh, slow. If someone makes a mistake or if a play doesn't go a player's way, I have no interest in saying anything even remotely critical <laughs> because I remember being, I remember being in those situations and I remember having, you know, hearing the critique come down and, 
And of two things, one, if you're not on the field, you don't understand. You don't always know the context. You don't always know what happened. You don't know what play was called, what scheme. You don't know what's talked about in the week of preparation. So there's no way I can know that from the booth. And then, and then number two, I always used to say, I always used to joke with the reporters. Well, you know, they'd ask about an interception. They'd ask about a fumble. And I'd always kind of joke, well, Going into that play, I can tell you that I definitely did not want to throw an interception, but unfortunately, (laughs) unfortunately it did and does from time to time. So um, that's kind of the experience being on the other side of the glass. Don't, don't you know that fans and reporters know everything, Riley? Come on, we know everything that's going on. No, honestly, hearing you talk about that, I oh, it kind of makes me sick. I hate it when people ask that. And I'm sure, because I did post-game interviews for a number of years, I'm sure I asked some questions that these players were like, are you kidding me? You know, like it's all, oh, and it like makes me sick because you really have no idea what's actually going on unless you are playing, you're one of the players or you're one of the coaches. And so I love, I love that perspective perspective from you you're 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 not quick to judge them or or critique them because because we don't know we don't have the the full perspective of it no um, that so, said fans are yeah, invested and fans fans are invested and fans need answers and you know when you sign up for it right if you're quarterback right. or middle line if you're if you're at that press conference podium that means that you have the utter privilege of suiting up and being on the field representing BYU's football program and that all comes with part of the territory. So I never resented those questions. Uh, I never, you know, the, the critique was what it was. I, but I, anyway, reporters and fans are justified in demanding those answers and players uh, should give them to the best of their ability. The difficult part is when you are when you are in that player's seat, n- they will never truly understand the whole context around the situation, how difficult the game is, how nuanced it can be, and how mistakes and negative plays. And, and essentially just part of the game is the ball doesn't always bounce your way. It's it, They will never encapsulate that. And that's hard to internalize as, as a young player. I, I'll admit it took me, you know, a few years after playing and then even kind of getting more involved on the media side to really understand that the divide that is there and will always be there that mm-hmm. both players, fans and media alike sh- need to just accept this fact. Absolutely. And, and it really is. It's a little bit disgusting. And, and I love that you said as well that it's a privilege, obviously, for these guys to be playing for BYU and being able to to speak to reporters. That means you're you're doing something right and you're doing something you love. Um, but these these kids are so young, right? Like it's <laughs> they're like 18 to, to 21, a little bit older sometimes at BYU. They're just your kids. They're kids, you know, and you're demanding so much of them. Um, so. I, I hope everyone, fans and reporters alike, can we can all just get a little bit perspective on that. Um, but moving on a little bit, we're, we're talking neutral site games and playing in NFL stadiums today. You got to play TCU in AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas in 2011, I believe. What do you remember feeling when you first stepped onto that field? Yeah, just the it, it felt like someone just put the football field in the middle of like a lot. And that's, what's interesting is because I've heard, I haven't been to Allegiant stadium yet, but I've heard that Allegiant stadium is just that it's a casino with a football field in the middle of it. But <laughs> the grandeur of it, I, I got to play in, it's not all NFL stadiums. We played, of course, San Diego state played at Qualcomm, which is the old charger stadium. So that mm-hmm. of course didn't compare to the Cowboys, but then you had the Superdome. We played Tulane in 2009, the Superdome. And I got to play the fourth quarter of that game as Max and the boys took care of business early on and let us second stringers play. 
But anytime you get to play on the same field as as the pros, right, who are at the top of the sport that you love and invest so much in, it, it's a great privilege. And specific to Cowboys Stadium, what, what football means to the state of Texas and the Dallas Cowboys mean to the NFL, to be able to be on that same field and see yourself up on the 40-yard you know, jumbotron, um, you appreciate it more pre-game and post-game. During, you know, you, you're – at least for me, the experience was it was this, you know, it's the same football field that I've been playing on since I was eight years old. But uh, before it and after it, you definitely do consider it uh, a, a really, a really fun treat to be playing in venues like that. Was it the TCU game that you high fived a ref? Yes. 2011 TCU in Cowboys Stadium was the high five game. You bet. <laughs> What what was going? I did, oh, that was one of the greatest moments. I loved watching that because it's just it's definitely something you don't see. <laughs> you don't see very often. I think somebody I can't remember which BYU player hugged one of the refs in recent. That memory, was but, that was Taryn Hoke. Is that yes? It was Taryn Hoke. Yeah. That's right. Nebraska. Oh man. Yep. That's what makes these games memorable. I love it. So Riley, do you feel like it's an advantage for recruiting that BYU plays yearly in different NFL stadiums? Most definitely the, the exposure it, it's TV is going to get you exposed to the whole nation. Right. But anytime mm-hmm. you can invite recruits in key markets, Texas being one Vegas, obviously, you know, got really good high school football down here, but wherever you can play in these, you know, neutral site venues and invite recruits and things, it definitely plays for you. But I think more than that, it's just for the fans. I mean, this thing is going to be, a, I know it's neutral site, but it's going to be a home game. I bet there'll be, of the 80,000 people that'll be there, I bet 60,000 of them will be BYU. And I bet of those 60,000, probably 30 to 40% of them, or 30 to 40,000 of them are going to be Las Vegas residents. So it's Hmm. great to, that's one of the luxuries of playing at BYU and for recruits to see that no matter where you go, you're going to draw, you're going to have a strong contingent of Cougar Nation out there cheering you on. Absolutely. It's, It's so much fun. BYU fans really are everywhere. And BYU, Riley, is coming off a great year. Uh, Lost Zach Wilson, but high hopes for Jaron Hall. It's always hard to predict how good someone's going to be before you see them play in an actual game. But what do you expect to see from Jaron Hall uh, come game time? Yeah, I think he's he's cool, calm, and collected. I think he has the respect of his teammates. I see a lot of good leadership. And then I, you know, hopefully there's – he was already an incredibly dynamic playmaker when he was able to play two seasons ago. And I expect to see, uh, you know, a little bit more polished, a little bit more mature, a little bit more skilled version of what we were able to see two years ago. What gets you most excited uh, when you're like looking over your notes and preparing to call the game? When you think about uh, the game against Arizona, what gets you most excited? Honestly, after a season uh, where there were little to no fans, it's the roar of the crowd. I know that sounds crazy, (laughs) but it has nothing to do with with gameplay, but I, I can think I'm not exaggerating thinking about it, you know, has my hair standing up on end. Um, the football <laughs> last, the football last year was great. And Zach provided so many moments, but it just was not the same when, you know, he was making one of those roll against his arm, throw back left to Dax for a 50 yard touchdown, you know, incredible, amazing play. And all you heard was a few claps, right. <laughs> Inst- instead of that, just roar of the stadium that just mm-hmm. echoes in your chest. So I can't wait for that to happen. And even just watching on TV, you really do miss the fans. It, it's true. The the crowd noise, just seeing all of the weird things that, that people do. 
<laughs> it's so much fun. And I'm excited for that too. So Riley, what position group or player has stood out to you the most in fall camp and leading up to the game? Yeah. Um, I'd say the linebackers there. I'm just so excited to see what, you know, Keenan Peely and Max Tooley, Peyton Wilgar and the rest of the gang. And by the way, it goes more than that. They're six, seven players deep. Mm. Uh, you got Drew Jensen, you got, uh, you know, Jackson Confuci, you got all these do anyway, they, that I'm excited for those guys to get out and roam around and make plays. They have been emerging all the way back to, you know, the big plays that were made when they had three interceptions against USC in the home mm-hmm. win uh, back in 2019 to they were, you know, the anchor of that defense in 2020. And it's, it's largely the same group of guys. So to see them come out and run it back with another year of experience makes me extremely excited. On the other side of the ball, uh, I'm excited to see what all these weapons on the outside do. And by that, I don't just mean the wide receiver, the wide receivers with, you know, Neil Pau, Gunnar Romney coming back, uh, and then the addition of the Nakua brothers and some of these young dudes like Keanu Hill and, and some of these other guys that are coming up um, and that are going to get some reps and contribute. But throw in that mix, also the tight ends with Holger back and obviously Isaac Rex, Mason Wake, and all his hurdling and all that. But uh, those, those would be the two, the, the, the receivers, including tight ends and the linebackers on defense are what I'm most excited to see. Uh, this makes me want to watch the game right now. I can't believe I can't believe it's already here. It's so much fun. Riley, you were incredible. Good luck on the call, and uh, we'll be listening for you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for taking the time. All right, up next, the BYU Sports Nation Las Vegas giveaway winner joins me to chat about what she's most excited about for tonight's game. It's getting closer. Don't go anywhere. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. Fans are what make the sports world go round. And some of the biggest BOU fans recently won a trip to Las Vegas for the Cougars' debut at Allegiant Stadium. And one is here to talk all about it. Let's welcome on the pride of Cody, Wyoming, Michelle Shane. (laughs) Thanks for joining me today. Okay. I don't know if I'm the pride of Cody, Wyoming. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you you are in our hearts. Uh, So I want to know, since you are from Wyoming, what makes you a BYU fan? Well, I went to BYU. My husband okay. and I had our first date to a BYU homecoming game. <laughs> and we've Good been married story. almost 40 years now. Well, look at that. A lot of people need to follow suit. Uh, so, Michelle, <laughs> what was your reaction when you found out you had won the BYU Sports Nation giveaway? Well, actually, my husband was watching TV live when he saw it. And I wasn't in the room. And he came running in the other room to tell me that I'd won and I didn't believe him I thought I thought he was just making it up I thought he was tricking me so I had to wait until the live show was over so I could watch the replay to be sure that I really had won oh my goodness that's so much fun and uh, so you, you talked about a little bit that uh, you and your husband, your first date was at the uh, homecoming dance, is that or a homecoming game? A homecoming so, football game. Oh, a homecoming football game. So would you say that is where your fandom began? Was at that game or was it before then? Oh, long before that. My father played professional football when I was growing up. So 
football's always been a big part of my life. Wow. Who is your dad and where did he play? His name was Monk Bailey. He actually um, played at the University of Utah. And after he graduated, he played for the St. Louis Cardinals. Wow. That's awesome. We won't mention, yes. uh, I'm, I'm sure that's why you didn't mention where he played at the beginning since it was University of Utah. <laughs> but now that you're a BYU fan, I guess I'll let it slide. That That is such a cool story. So who would yes. you say is your all-time favorite Cougar that you've watched oh. play? Oh, gosh, that's really hard to say because there have been so many great players at BYU. But, um, yeah, I mean, Jim McMahon was the quarterback when I went to school there. So loved going to the games on Saturdays and watching him. And, of course, um, Steve Young, when we lived in San Francisco Bay Area, we loved the 49ers. So that was a great connection there. But, yeah, there's lots of great players from BYU. Absolutely. You were able that that's a great era to, to be a BYU fan. It was the Jim McMahon, Steve Young era. Um, it's the first game of the year. It'll be at Raiders Stadium. You'll be in Las Vegas, Jaron Hall's first season as a starter. Michelle, what are you most looking forward to when you think about your trip? Well, I'm looking forward to beating Arizona. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And, and, and what are you most excited about with this year's team? Oh, I'm just excited to um, see all the players returning from last year and hoping that they have great success. So you and your husband are obviously big fans. What's your game day tradition that you do for every single game? Do you have one? Um, well, we have to put on our BYU shirts to sit and watch the game. We want to make sure that they have all the good karma that they can. And um, usually, yeah, just try to have something fun to eat while we watch the game and, and uh, have a great time. I love it. And I love the BYU Sports Nation reference with the karma. And it, it is real. It's a real thing. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> and you received it, obviously. All right. Now, yes. uh, Michelle, let's do some game predictions. What do you think will be the final score of the Arizona BYU game? Oh, gosh, I don't know. But I hope we beat them by a lot. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's a great answer. Michelle Shane from Cody, Wyoming, big, big BYU Sports Nation fan and just a BYU Cougar fan overall. Thank you so much for taking the time with me today. Thanks, Lauren. I'm looking right, forward have- to the game and the fan fest before. It's going to be a great weekend. That's right. Have a blast in Vegas. Thanks so much, Michelle. Thank you.